Good to see you all again from this side. Um, it's fun during worship today. I, I really totally, you know, got into it. And at the end of the song, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to preach. It's like just this complete reset, which I really enjoyed. I, I love I love really being able to get into it. And I don't always do that, I'll be honest. You know, sometimes it's, you know, I'm singing, but I'm also worrying about what else is going on. But I really just, you know, thank you for the worship team that really just blessed me today. It was really cool. So so now I'm trying to remember what I was going to say. And uh, we'll see how that goes. And uh, for those who, who got to hear my last sermon, um, I've updated to paper. And uh, this will not be turning off in the middle. Or if it does, we've got some other problem. At least some fun. <clears throat> so um, when uh, when I was given the opportunity to, to, to pray about whether to... What I was going to say, um, you know, just kind of, okay, God, what's going on? It was very different this time. Um, last time I had a word, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to pursue this. I'm going to see what's going on. Everything about this word, and I really looked into it. It didn't work that way this time. It was very cool also, you know, the, the process. And I, I just think this is cool. I'd like to know how things work, so I'm going to share my experience. I hope this is okay. Um, <clears throat> so with this, with this word, it was really kind of fun because... It was just one little piece, and instead of being able to just go, go, go at it, I've had things going on that have kept me busy, and I haven't been able to sit down and really do the – but when it came time to do anything, when I finally did put an hour aside, it just flowed. It was like, here's some great ideas, and boom, and it was just really cool. And Pastor Mike encouraged me. He said, that's, 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 that's okay. That's the way it's supposed to go. And I'm like, that's awesome. This is great. Um, so what I'm calling my, my message today is your everyday carry. Um, that will mean some things to some people and some other things to others, and, you know, that's just what it is. Um, but for the most part, something, an everyday carry is an item. And they're starting to, to market these, something that you carry with you every day. Um, so things that I carry with me, um, I'll carry, I have keys that I need to get into a building, take my car someplace, you know, what you use keys for. If you don't have them, you can't do those things without breaking something, you know. Um, <clears throat> I also carry a Leatherman. This is my little side piece here. This is my tool. I use this every day. That's why I carry it every day. And yesterday, I left the house without it and found at least four times I could have used it. And I was sad because it didn't have it. I was also around my family like, oh, Jeremy's got his knife with him. He can take care of this. So, you know, no, he doesn't. He left it at home today. <laughs> anyway, so things that I mean to carry with me. I also carry a notebook. Um, and I carry cargo pants because it allows me to compartmentalize where things are. Keys, wallet, phone. Notebook. I know exactly where they are. Or if I don't, I stand up and I just do the little four-pack, pop, 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 and then, you know, I've got it. Also, pen. You know, these are things that I just have with me, you know, and just stuff. Um, but I know this is – I carry – the notebook I have, I could write it down on my phone, but I don't know how many times y'all do this for like, you. oh, you know what? God spoke this incredible word to me. I'm going to write that down, open up my phone. Oh, look, a text from Pastor Mike, you know, or whatever else it might be. It's, and, I, and that thing disappears. The notebook doesn't talk back. And there's some nice things about that. And so the stuff that really matters, that goes there because it doesn't get distracted. I'm opening up. I'm good. Anyway, so these are things that I carry with me every day, and I've got reasons for why I do. And I was asking God, like, kind of like, well, what else – 
What should I be carrying? And God led me to, um, to Ephesians chapter 6, um, 1 through 17. Um, anybody know which one, what, what I'm about to talk about here? I thought so. I'm getting, getting nods from people with like little sections of their Bible that are opened up. And this. this is the armor of God. Now, I've heard sermons on this my whole life, you know, and I've seen where people come out in the full Roman regalia and whatever. And the, the armor of God, this, this is speaking to people who see that are in Roman captivity and they are, they know what it's like to have, see somebody that is a soldier and a group of soldiers. Like they, you, you see this and go, I'm going to leave them alone. I'm not attacking them. And so as, as you, as a, as a person that's not, the, the idea was you see that and go, I, I'm, I know that that person is completely not something to attack. And so the parallel here is to prepare yourself in such a way that your enemy sees you that way. Does that make sense? And so that's, that's the context I want to, to start with on this. Now, I think also you all know I don't read aloud very well, <clears throat> but I'm going to make an attempt. Are you all ready? All right. So Ephesians 6, 10 through 17. Finally, be strong in the Lord and mighty in his power. Let that sink in for just a second. I just love that verse. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take a stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Not. It's against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, told again twice, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm there with your belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place. And with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to this, take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil, evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. There you go. You got all that? You'll be fine. So I want to break this down a little bit, just kind of piece at a time. And there are six things we are, we're asked to carry and again, this is talking about a soldier's preparation that, you know, from back in the day. But there's, there's daily today application for it. The first one was the belt of truth. My belt does a lot of work every day. And I'm very grateful for that, as should all of you. Because if it wasn't working, there would be much distraction right now. First of all, I'd, have, I'd lose a hand because I'd have to hold up my pants. And then I couldn't flip my pages. I'd have to hold the mic. I wouldn't have the extra hand to talk with. I need this hand to talk. One of the two must be moving as I speak. So the belt is important. But it's called, but it's the belt of truth. And for me, I, I asked the question as I was doing this, the belt keeps things in place. And I would do the same thing back in the day. It sort of held everything together and kept it from flopping around. Truth keeps things in place. Have you ever had your life come apart because of a lie? Either one that you told or one that was told about you. And, you know, the recovery from that, whether it's, it was told about you and it wasn't true and you've got to somehow prove that, um, truth will come out. So it's not, if it's not true, the truth will come out. 
you don't have to work extra hard just to make sure that something that's a lie be made known as to be a lie. A lie is a lie. But if you did tell a lie and that came out, you've got to restore the relationship and the trust that was lost from being caught in a lie. So the belt of truth, if you pick up the belt and keep your life together with truth, that will keep things together. Be a fan of truth, a proponent of truth. Know the truth and let the truth be the truth. Breastplate of righteousness. Um, has anyone ever worn like armor that actually had a breastplate? Um, it needs to fit you, by the way, because it feels real weird otherwise. But this is the thing that they put on. This was something, it's be like the bulletproof vest of today. Um, it was the piece that everyone wore because this was the pokey spot when someone came to try to kill you. And so if you had something blocking the pokey spots, then you, you know, what this really did, it, it protected against um, the unseen attack. So, like, you don't see it coming. You're just walking by someone and pop, you were protected and could then defend yourself. This was your first protection. Same thing with the bulletproof vest. It's like, you know, you get a shot. I don't know, that's the second time I brought up a bulletproof vest. I just realized that. Sorry. <clears throat> but this is the unseen attack. So your righteousness is something that if you're walking in righteousness, then, then when you don't see it, you're already protected, which is cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've enjoyed this, too. I hope you all are getting some out of it. Um, feet ready for peace. Feet ready for peace. Now, your feet you've got on every day. It's not talking about... Like, put on your feet every day. If you do, you know, cool. I mean, there are some who do, you know, prosthetics and things like that. I get that. But, but like, the way that these that people traveled back in the day, especially if they didn't, like, weren't rich enough to own an animal to carry them, was their feet. This is their method of transportation. So, for me, my method of transportation, I don't walk to work. That would take all day, and then I just might as well stay there for the week. But if I, it's my it's my car, and so my keys, the thing that I... Everyday carry, that is my method that I get there. But your feet need to be ready for peace. This is talking about a soldier's, you know, full armor. But that soldier needs to be ready for peace. Looking for peace, though ready for war. So as we, as we, we're not called to be in seeking wars. Pastor Mike talked about how he doesn't go looking for a demon to chase. It's, but if one comes at him, he's looking for peace. The war will come, but he's looking for peace. And that's, that's the, the way to take that on this. So you're, as you are traveling, you're seeking the peace as you go. Shield of faith. This one was really kind of fun to me. So a shield is something that you point where you believe the attack will come from. So you've got it with you. If you lay it down, if you don't have it with you, then it's, it is the shield of dirt. It does nothing. But the shield of faith, if you have the shield, you see the, the attack and you, attack, you put up against it. The other cool thing that, I, that came with me on this, have you ever seen, um, I think, it, oh, what was it, Gladiator, where they put all the shields together? And it just, I, I had this like vision, this thought of, of when we walk in to the church and we start to worship, we don't come in with our shield, shield. But I feel like there are those who, like, as we come in, that this, our faith starts to put up shields around this place. 
And we start to be guarded as we each come in, bring our faith into this place, and they link together. And as we bring more people in, that that barrier gets better and more strong. And it makes it to where, as we come in, this becomes a safe place. Because we are all here and our shields are linked together against the things that come come and, and attack us. The helmet of salvation. So our salvation is an amazing thing. We had a God that said, you know what? I'm going to fix this. I'm going to send my son, and he's going to take care of this. And then because of what he does, you can then come back home. I didn't want, I didn't, never wanted this to leave. I knew it would happen, but it, I'm making a way for you to come back to where I want you to be and where you belong and where you were created to be. And so this helmet does two things. The first thing it does, it protects. We get this. But it's also, it identifies. If, you have, if I was wearing a redskin helmet right now, it would say something right now. I'd be protected, but I'd also be affiliated. Your salvation is an affiliation as well. And so though you're protected, it also, it speaks of who you are. Somebody who knows a Christian would go, I know why that person's behaving that way. And they can, we know, we can, we can smell each other out. We know how that is. And, you know, it makes me think of like the bad example where the cop pulls over the, the car and there's like all this Jesus paraphernalia all over the bumpers. And it's like, it's like, I'm sorry, can I? And apparently that person was driving crazy and he thought the car was stolen and wasn't. They just weren't really following their own bumper stickers. And that was a problem. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> let's not do that. <laughs> um let the protection be a positive identifier. The thing that, that as people go, yes, I'm from this church, I do this thing, then that speaks well of who you are, who you're from, and who you represent. And the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. Um, I used to carry a, uh, a uh, well, like a small pocket Bible that actually fit in these pockets, which didn't mean it had to be small, it was just, it fit. Um, and it was, I, I haven't carried it for a while cause I'm just, it was sort of needing, I had a bit too much. I was carrying a bit too much and, and I let, I let the phone become where, you know, that, that, that Bible is. But I, I, you know, I'll, I'll, at this point I've, I've, it's just easier to have that. And your phone can be used for a lot of things, um, good and bad. The ability to be curious. I wonder who the general was of the War of 1812. Why would you ever think that? But you could ask, and you could find out without moving. You know, <laughs> you can go everywhere that there is information about something on your phone, good and bad. And, you know, again, with the helmet, choose good. <laughs> you know, go to the good places. All right. So that, that, was, that was kind of the breakdown I had from the armor. And one other thought I had in kind of stepping back, you have to wear your own armor. Um, Y'all remember the story of of David the shepherd boy going to King Saul, who, by the way, in his description was he was head and shoulders above the crowd. This was a tall man. And David was the only one who said, I'm going to take on Goliath because he is speaking against my God. And he didn't say your God, but, you know. There was, there was this, this kid is going to do this. And so Saul's like, well, I might as well help. Um, why don't you wear my armor? 
And David's like, first, I'm not familiar with fighting like this. This is going to get in my way. But it's also, it wasn't meant for me. This wasn't made for me. You know, the whole, you know, breastplate goes head, you know, shoulders to toes for David, you know, maybe. But it's not made for him. So that which protects me can't protect my friends, can't protect my kids. There, That's personal. How's that for fun? Give me a moment. But God can't, you know. But I need to make sure they know to pursue their own armor. You need to pursue your own. This is God's armor for you. We can't, in, in battle, the soldier can't just all stand behind one shield. You've got to have your own. You know, these, these are pieces of, of things you need to carry with you every day, but you've got to be, you've got to keep them in shape. You don't let them rust. You don't leave them someplace and get them on the days you think you're going to battle. You know, these are everyday carry, things that you need to bring with you. But you've also got some things you don't need to carry. And I'm not going to. This isn't going to be bad. This is going to be a good thing. Um, this is going to be liberating. You've got some things. Like my pockets get full at work. And I will send, like, you know, when it's time to change pants. And I won't tell you how often that is because you just don't want to know. Um, and I'm not going to go any more into that. But, you know, when it's time and you come home and, like, you've, I, I will kind of like, oh, look. A set of keys that was that extra thing. This extra piece of trash I meant to throw away, but I didn't, whatever. You know, I've got this stuff that just landed in my pockets, and because they're full of other stuff that isn't everyday carry, I don't even notice. So I've got extra weight. I've got extra things, and that extra weight thing, don't go there. Yes, I know, but anyway. In the pockets is what I'm talking about. So I'm carrying more with me than I need. And so there are things that I need to get away from me. So um, there's a... uh, uh, a, a book called uh, Boundaries uh, by uh, two doctors, uh, Cloud and Townsend. And if you ever ask me, have you read the book? You're wasting your time right after that sentence. Um, because for the most part, I have not read that book. But I did read all of this book. That might say something. It might not. Um, maybe that it's easy to read and it's got you know, no, no pictures. That, that, that was, that's a plus. But it talks about the things in your life, the boundaries that you need to have in your life to be able to, to function properly, where you don't accidentally let people into the wrong place or, or do things that you shouldn't be doing. And one of the concepts that they talked about in this book were boulders versus backpacks. And a backpack is something you carry with you. See the theme? Those are the things that you're supposed to take. So as an adult, your meals. You should kind of be in charge of your, as an adult. Um, and that doesn't mean you, every, if you ever take a meal from somebody else. It's, it's like in general, most of your stuff, if you're being responsible for yourself, your meals, your housing, transportation, employment, entertainment, and hygiene, all of that is your responsibility. It's really not meant for somebody else to do it if you are an independent adult. Now, Children have to be taught each of these things, and they have to be helped along or whatever and brought into that point where they are able to provide all these things. There are other things, too. That was the list I came up with. Boulders are things in your life that you – they're events that welcome help, things that happen that require extra people. You're not supposed to go through those alone. You're not supposed to, well, that person's house burned down. God bless them. We'll pray for them. No. You know – if you have something, that, that's an event that happens, some 
either a natural disaster or a personal disaster. The needs are different. But knowing, being aware, knowing each other and what's happening and going, this is how I can help. But know the difference between something that's a boulder and a backpack. A boulder is something that you get over in a season, but you don't just keep getting provided this. Does that make sense? You don't keep asking for this from somebody else. And if if you find something in your life where something that really is your responsibility, you're pulling from someone else, you're taking theirs and not working in yours. It's something to be careful of. So as you look at things in your life, this is something that you want to be careful with. Um, And as you release the things that you're not supposed to be holding on to, remember God gave us a promise in Matthew um, 11, 28 through 30, he said, come to me all who are weary and burdened. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and you will learn from me, for I am gentle and humble of heart. You will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, he doesn't say, those of you who, who are weary and burdened, come and I'll give you rest. He doesn't say, I'll give you three months off. He says, take my yoke upon you. You are burdened and weary, but you keep walking and keep moving with my yoke, not the ones that you've taken on yourself or that other people have assigned to you. His yoke, the things that he assigns you, those are meant to be easy and light. And if your life is not, and I'm not saying, you, you know what I mean, not like so easy that's just whatever, but you are able to do it. Because, and it's sustainable, it's something you can continue to do because it's something that God calls you to do. When you have things in your backpack that are boulders, it's too heavy to continue. And so some of these things need to come out. And as you ask God, say, God, what what doesn't belong here? Stuff that I've carried for years that may have been a lesson or something that you thought was important that you need to carry with you every day and show to people. But maybe it's something that was for a season. And that boulder needs to go. How should you carry yourself? That's another fun one. Takes the backpack completely out of it. Um, and the the word that kind of came that that sort of actually started this sermon was slow to anger and quick to listen. You should carry yourself in this way. There are two kinds of offense: um, actual offense and perceived offense. So if you're getting mad about something and it's just something that you think happened, then you're getting mad for no good reason. If, if you are still mad after the, like let's say a stranger does something to you, you have no idea, and, and you have no further interaction with that person ever to your knowledge, but you hold on to them, like, can you believe they did that? That is only a it's, a, it's a rock in your pack. You don't need that. Let it go. Drop it. Um, let's see. I may have gotten a little out of, here we are. <laughs> Page three. We're good. We're doing good. All right. <laughs> Proverbs 19. Yeah, I got a little switched up there. I should name number these for next time. Proverbs 19.11. A person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. That was really cool. Um, if you assume the, the offense is unintended, it's real easy to forgive. I mean, think about that. 
So let me give you some examples and thought. A snippy email. Let's just assume they were in a hurry and they didn't have time to undo autocorrect. <laughs> I'm serious. You know, you typed it out the way you meant it, but Siri thought, no, 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 I'm going to make some people mad today. Let's have fun with this. Let's misspell the word shirt. But anyway, I may not share that one with the next service. I'm sorry. Um, all right. So, yeah, those of y'all are laughing. I'm sorry. <laughs> those of you who aren't laughing, I'm more sorry. All right. It's time to dial that back in. Okay. Bad drivers. Assume they have a screaming toddler in the car. Their day is much worse than yours. It's, let her go. That's, that's, you know, they're in a hurry. They need to get that kid home. And you come on over. You keep going. I got you, buddy. Move on. Use the strong times to bolster the weak times. In verse 13 um, from the armor thing, it says, put on the armor so that when the evil comes, you can stand your ground. Enemy doesn't come on a good day usually. You know what I mean? You know, and you don't fix the roof in your house on a day it's raining. That's when you put a bucket inside and catch whatever comes through. That's that's how you fix that. But on a sunny day, that's when you rip up everything that's supposed to work, put down the stuff that does work, and fix it on a sunny day. So a good day, you fix the bad things. Right now... Today is a good day. That shield of protection right now, this moment, is a good moment. And you've got some weak spots. We all do. Now, we don't need to share them with anyone to know that they're weak, but we do need to work on them. You know, we know what's going on. This is a good time and a good spot, so fix the bad during the good. Um, Ecclesiastes 3.3 says there's a time to, to... Tear down at a time to build, and that further goes along that is, you know, they pick the times, do it at the right time. When when things are going wonderfully, sit back and go, God, what what can I improve? Where where do I fall down? And the specific application for this would be if you've got something that that will regularly or seasonally come back into your life, and you've left a path to that thing that an addiction, something that takes you. If you've got a store that is an avenue to a certain thing. Deny yourself the ability to that path. And there are so many things. I'm not trying to pick a specific thing. Individual things that make it hard for you. Um, Have somebody check your internet. The history. Have a friend. Someone who who you give authority to. Anytime you come up to me and ask, you can have my phone. Because I know... If I cover that ground and it's, I no longer have a place to go, the devil will try to make new ones. But, you know, if I've identified one, I can do something about it. So, um, so yeah, that. And, I, I mean, I, as I say these, these are obviously words for me as well. Um, this can seem overwhelming as you're looking at this stuff. But I want to remind you of the promise that that God gave you, that he would not give you more than you could take. And he will, his yoke is easy and burden is light. 
And um, in Genesis, Abraham was talking about, um, was talking with God, and he said, how can I, sovereign Lord, how can I know that I will be able to do this? God is promising him descendants and a promised land. And, he's, and Abraham's like, how do I know this? I mean, this is, this is centuries away. And he, he said, God says, bring me a heifer, a goat, a ram, three years old, along with a dove and a pigeon. Okay. Abraham's obedient. They cut these things in half. And then it says, when the uh, birds of prey came at the carcasses, Abraham had to drive them away. Now, birds of prey don't come immediately. Abraham was there for a while. His question to God is, how can I be assured of this? And God makes him do this ceremony, this ritual that lasts at least all day because it goes into the night before this. uh, Let's see what happened for him. It was when the sun had set and darkness had fallen, a smoking fire pot with a blazing torch appeared and passed between the pieces. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram. So he said, how can I know this? And God took him through a ceremony. And he said, you will know this because you remember this. This wasn't just, yeah, 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 we're good. Because this was pretty gory. This was pretty, this was not something that you normally do. And so there was a ceremony involved with it. And it pulled people out to do what they're supposed to do. And there was a reminder. And so I'm going to, as God has made this promise with you, I'm going to, try to do something that we wouldn't normally do that's a little weird. I want you to think of something that you carry every day, that you will have with you at all times. And I want you to associate that with something that you need to be working on or a promise that God has made to you that you are waiting to have happen. And I'm going to try with keys. So these, these are my keys. Yes, these are all of them. But the weight of the keys... If you've got keys and you want to try this now, go for it. The weight, the weight, the sound, the feel of them. Each of those are a reminder to me of something that I am leaning on as a promise. So I, I, this, these will get me where I need to go, but they can also be a reminder to me of something that I need to, to be doing, something that I need to trust God for, something that, that is, is beyond me. Um. And every time you notice them, just remember, like the keys are, are your way to go. Your, your feet fitted with readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. There's a, there's a peace that will come from knowing that you're trusting God and reminding yourself that that's, that's where you need to go and that's what you need to do. Um, yeah. Um, if we could have the grace team come up and play. And uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna close. I'm gonna close with prayer. Um, if there is something that would be helpful to you for prayer, please come up. We're gonna we've got Pastor Chris, we've got Pastor Mike, we got we got a whole row of folks that will pray for you if you come up and you like prayer. I'll even pray for you if you want that. Um, but um, we're gonna just pray, uh, play for just a little bit. Give you some time. Think of something. Really make this a, a ceremony, a moment of something that you don't normally do. And remind yourself of a step you need to take towards doing something that's better for you, that will make you a better, um, better ready to, to do things that God will call you to do.